You're listening to The Co Show, a father-daughter intergenerational conversation about the subjects that really matter. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Co Show. We are at episode 18. Difficult to believe, but we've done 17 episodes. The Co Show is what you're listening to. It's a daddy and daughter chat show where we discuss aspects of life, important topics from opposite ends of our generational journey through life. And uh, I thought today was going to be a very jolly, jolly uh, conversation about narrowboating. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a minute after I've introduced my lovely co-host and daughter, Tony. How are you today, Tony? Good, thank you. Dad, how are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. Very, very well. Podcasting again from the beautiful uh, English village of Elmley Castle. And where are you at? In Hastings, as always. <laughs> <laughs> Hastings on the south coast. So, yes, we, I, was, I did say last week at the end of, the, of, of episode 17, and if you revisit episode 17 or visit episode 17 for the first time, if you haven't heard it before, you'll hear about uh, Tony's uh, awful ski accident and uh, various circumstances around that. So do check into that when you can. But at the end of that episode, I did mention uh, that this week we would be, I would be talking about the good, the bad and the ugly of narrowboating after our uh, maiden voyage on Tickety Boo. Um, and, but we do listen to uh, listener feedback, um, and we did have some feedback from some quarters uh, saying, please don't can talk about it. nothing else but narrowboating. Not everybody else is interested in it. So uh, I thought that we should um, heed that uh, and talk about something different as a by way of an intermission, I do want to go back to narrowboating because actually, um, particularly amongst our American audience, uh, there has been a lot of interest in narrowboating uh, and uh, what a narrowboat is and what the canal system's like and why is it narrow. And in fact, I had a I had a call from um, one of our listeners, much more at my end of the generational spectrum, yesterday from America a little bit older than me, uh, but uh, dear friend, and he said he'd been listening to the podcast. I didn't even know he had been listening to it, but he's been listening to it for some time, and he wanted to know what a narrowboat was, and he wanted to know all about it. So that sort of chimes with the general interest I've had, so I will be talking about that. Also, my co-host, Tony, said, said also introduced an element of reticence about us continuing to talk about narrowboating. Why don't you say what that was, Tony? I can't remember, but I said I didn't have much uh, information to offer, yeah. and, uh, and I would be sitting here quite quiet. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think you would ask me questions, and I think you would add a lot to the conversation, as you always do. But with today, we've chosen to talk about not such a jolly subject, but it is a very topical um, subject, and I'm going to let Tony introduce the topic to you. So we have decided today to talk about mental health um, and our individual journeys with mental health and um, how we've been affected by mental health in our lives, I guess. Mm. Yeah. 
So do you want to start with that? I don't know where to start, to be honest. Um, what, do you, what, what do you understand by the term mental health? Um, well, I think that mental health is fluid. Um, I think that, what do I understand by the... I guess I kind of understand mental health as being a, uh, a set of tools in which people can cope with life and its challenges. And some people don't have those tools. No, I don't know if that's it. I guess it's the, I guess it's the chemical makeup of our brain. Well, at its simplest, I suppose the thing is, we, we all know what we mean. When, when I say I'm physically, I'm feeling physically healthy, I mean, there isn't any really doubt what I mean by that. I feel well, I, you know, I I'm, I'm, I'm have energy, you know, I feel strong. But uh, mental health is a bit more difficult to uh, conceptualize, isn't it? I mean, there's been a lot of talk about mental health, people like, Prince William has um, brought it up. Prince William, of course, uh, mentioned uh, that when his mother died, Lady, Lady Princess Diana died in 97, suddenly in that awful um, car accident in Paris. He said after that he felt a pain like no other pain. And obviously went through a lot of um, depression as a result of that. And I think that that kind of mental health problem is very easy to understand because there's a reason you know i mean if you lose a loved one especially if you lose them at too young an age or, or in uh, sudden circumstances that weren't expected you can understand why that would put you in a bad place mentally can't you yeah definitely but there are people and you and i know this from our own experiences know it very well there are people who have mental health problems serious mental health problems serious depression without there necessarily being an event that you can point to like a death of a loved one or some terrible incident that's caused it that 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 makes them feel utterly depressed and negative about their lives for no apparent reason but not even just like depression. I mean, there are so many different types of mental health um, illnesses that are just generally to do with someone having a different balance of chemicals in their brain. Yeah. Um, and that's not their fault. And it's a horrible thing for them to have to live with. And I'm de definitely not educated on this subject. I can literally only talk about my own experience with friends or my own experience with my own mental health, because it's such a, com I, we still know so little about the brain um, and how it works. And, you know, for instance, I know that with, uh, I've heard that with people with certain mental health illnesses, um, ketamine can be a really good um, um, treatment plan, like in really, really small doses. Obviously ket ketamine is like a, um, horse tranquilizer and people use it re really badly like recreationally um to get high um but actually in very very small doses it can really alleviate um the the pain that some people are suffering with um so that's a really interesting study i think that's also for like extreme depression like ketamine can be really um, um a good um treatment plan 
Um, but it's just so, yeah, it's, it's so complicated. It's because. Well, drugs is one way, isn't it? I mean, uh, and drugs, there is no doubt that drugs have a, uh, medication of do have a place here um, because sometimes, as you rightly say, it's a, it's a it's a chemical uh, imbalance in the brain that can only be treated that way. Yeah, but well, the, I, I but kind the, of feel like there's always sorry to butt in, but no. I feel like there's always options. Um, yeah. I've been I've been medicated before. I went through a period of um, I, I wouldn't call it depression. I think I've always had quite bad anxiety. I'm a worrier. Um, and I don't, I don't, it sounds like I'm saying that lightly. I've gone through periods of it not being manageable. And I, I tried medication for three years when I was in university and I found that it made it, made me worse. Um, you know, like the withdrawal symptoms and uh, the kind of like pacifying of the drug. Like you, you suddenly don't, you can't experience emotions in the same way because you're sort of, everything's plateaued. Mm. And I actually felt like it made me worse. And I didn't like the feeling of not, not having that sort of like natural ability to manage my own uh, chemical levels. Um, but I think that there, I think there's often many, many options for people. And I don't think it's about how bad you are, or how good you are. It's about what the right treatment plan is for you. Um, yeah. But don't you think, don't, don't you feel that the, the medical profession is more geared up to administer, to write a script for a drug as an option, as a first option when really, you know, other forms of therapy would be more efficacious. I, I mean, I remember, I remember being very fearful when I was a boy, um, uh, of all kinds of things you know how your mind plays out these negative thoughts and you think what if this person dies or if that person dies and you know uh, that would be terrible and uh, I couldn't escape those fearful feelings uh, and they became more and more dominant but eventually I can't remember how I discovered it but I came across a book by Dale Carnegie called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And I think it was the title really that grabbed me. Uh, it, I, don't think it, I don't think I was recommended the book. I think I just came across the book. There was no internet in those days, so I don't know how. But I, I came across the book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And it was it, the title um, was exactly what I need. I thought, That's, I need that. How do I stop worrying? And it gave me some very, very useful techniques, um, which were simple, but they worked for me. Um, you know, one of them that I remember was that uh, you know, there's plenty of time to worry about that. You know, when don't keep worrying about that one thing. I remember one of the things was I was always worried that my father was going to have a heart attack and die, you know, and leave me all alone. Um, and... Uh, what this book said is you those kind of worries you you've got to put into a into a box a watertight box and when you feel that you want to open that box and worry about that do it for five minutes but then shut it back in the box and i and i i deployed that um and that and other simple techniques from the book and they really really work for me 
But then I contrast that with when I've, I've talked on this podcast before, when I went through the lowest time in my life, which was, which was my divorce from your, from your mum. And uh, the desolation I felt because I felt I was losing all my relation, my relationship uh, and contact with my four daughters, including you. And um, I was at such a low point that the doc, I went to see the doctor and the doctor put me on Prozac. And it was the most terrible, awful feeling. I hated being on this drug. I could, I, I mean, I could just, I could feel the effect it was having on me physically. And I didn't feel it was doing anything in terms of helping me because really the problem was the problem and the problem had to be faced. And I had to come up with solutions myself. Um, but I think that was the wrong, you know, I think it was the wrong, I don't blame the doctor, but I think it was the wrong approach. And, um, you know, I've heard people become, I've heard that people have become suicidal as a result of going on a drug like Prozac. And I can certainly understand why, because I, that's how it made me feel. But I think that that is just Western uh, medicine. I think that it is, it is, because of how expensive talking therapy is or cognitive behavioral therapy, mm -hmm. EFT or anything, anything like that. I think that they are programmed to, to administer drugs as the first response because it's cheaper and sometimes it's effective. Um, you know, I have got friends who have serious mental health issues that are completely rely on medication and it is improved their life. Um, which is, you know, that, that's great. And uh, I absolutely think that that's the right thing for them. Um, but how do you differentiate? I mean, I agree with you. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that some people need drugs and benefit from drugs. There's no doubt. But how do you, dif how do you differentiate? Because my mother, yeah. who was depressed her entire life, um, was medicated every day, powerfully medicated. Yeah. Um, and medications that... that meant that she had to avoid certain foods like cheese for instance she was never allowed to eat cheese because it would have been dangerous for, to combine whatever's in cheese with whatever was in the drug and they tried all kinds of different drugs and mm. she, so she she went through her life in a totally drugged state but maybe that is that was the better maybe option for her than what she was coping with without the drugs that's and true I, I think the, the tough thing is is that I think in these situations, these terrible situations, it's about what the best option for you is. And often I think that relies on the individual having to spend money to find out because, and, and that's, that's a luxury that not everyone can afford. Yep. I think that's quite true. And I think also there, there are lots of things that yeah. are good reasons for why people that they're, mental health changes you know like for it for you you had an incident in which it something happened and and you were affected by it, it was your divorce and mm -hmm. you know f for me um probably early on the divorce was also a, a catalyst for me and my anxiety but but later in life i had the skiing accident and then i had a car crash which wasn't my fault and then i had optic neuritis and actually my anxiety is now all around my, uh, around basically mortality and, and about how fragile my body is and 
how I'm scared of something being broken in it again. And I think that there are so many things like losing a job, you know, being, you know, pressure from work, um, breaking up with a partner, losing a pet. Like there are so many things that can, that can change your mental health. And actually we aren't, um, given, we aren't taught about these things in school and we aren't taught about coping mechanisms and how life throws these really difficult challenges at you and how, and where I think you're so right. I think, I think this has a very definite place in education. I think that is so, so right. I mean, I come from the foundational position that life is a tragedy. I mean, the human story is really a tragic story. Um, you know, we're, we know that we're only here for a limited amount of time. Um, it's not that long. Um, I feel that much more acutely than you do. <laughs> oh, I feel I'm, it. <laughs> since <laughs> I'm a lot nearer it. the trap door than you are. But the, I feel it for different reasons, though, you know. Yeah, well, you've, you've just touched on that, and I'd like to come back to that in a minute. But the, I, I think we all have to... Um, we, we all have to deal with a tragic state of being that we're, we're only here for a short amount of time. And that in that time, there are going to be lots, you know, hopefully lots of joyful experiences, but there are also going to be some horrible experiences. We know, we all know they're coming. We all know bad news is coming. Um, it's just a question of when it will come. Uh, and, so we know we're going to have to deal with those things when they do come. Um, and some, I, th I believe that that's how one of the main reasons we've, we've, we've come upon religion. Um, the, you know, the various stories that um, I think are there have been invented by humans in order to deal with that tragic situation to deal with the fact that we're all going to die one day um you know which is not the most pleasant thing to think about but it's a reality that we all know that we have got to we've all got to deal with and that you know you've heard me before talk about the precious present living in the moment and that was one of the things that i found such an important help because it, it it's so it's so easy um, to allow the narrative that goes on in your mind, which is really what you're talking about when you, when you talk about, I'm worried about my mortality and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's, that chimes with exactly what I was worried about, I guess, um, you, you know, in my early, early years. It's very easy to, to, to listen to that. And when, as you're listening to those worries that are going on in your mind, worries, of course, usually concern the future. What's going to happen to me in the future? And all the time that you are focusing on that, you're missing the beauty in front of you. Mm. The beauty of today, the beauty of the, this cup of coffee, this delicious cup of coffee, the beauty of this conversation I'm having with my beloved daughter, the beauty of the scene that I'm looking at, Breeden Hill right outside my window. You can miss all that because your mind your, these stories that are going on in your mind, these, these worries that are going on in your mind, are sapping all your attention and energy. Mm. So I, 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 um, you know, I, I strongly believe that we have to 
train ourselves to really focus on the precious present, the moment that we are we have now. And uh, if we do that we can get so much more happiness because we won't miss these moments we won't miss the now no you that's see a really tricky thing though that's i think that you're talking quite rationally and i think that someone with serious mental health issues is lacks the ability to think rationally hmm. um, and i actually when you're talking about the coffee and the sun outside and stuff like that those are my coping mechanisms i'm able to focus on those things right now as being small pleasures that make me feel better. But it is stuff like thinking about, will I have a chance to have children? That, that those are the things that scare me because yeah. I think it's, I just think it's so much more complicated. And like I said before, we still know so little about the brain. I mean, the, the illness that I have, there's literally no information about it. So, I'm constantly sat with this disease that I know nothing about and actually no one really knows anything about. So it's hard to picture what, what your future is going to look like when you don't know what the long-term effects could be of something. Yeah, um, but they're, 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 that, that language again, it, it is still focusing on the future. But you, but you don't have, as a woman, regarding children, every year that goes by, you lose more and more eggs, so more and more ability to have children. That was really bad English, but you know what I meant. Yeah, no, it wasn't bad English, it was fine. Your, your ability to have children changes every year. Yes, I see that. Now, and it's, um, I, don't mean, I don't mean to make this conversation about me, I just mean that it's, it's, it's impossible to not think about the future and it's really important to think about the present it's 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 really tricky i know what you're saying because generally worrying is about the future but i, I don't think that it is just about the future because my anxiety is around how i'm feeling right now so like i'll be having a conversation with you right now and i'll be like thinking wow i've got a really bad headache what's that headache about where is it coming from is this my is this my disease? Am I having a relapse? Like it's it's a domino effect, and then suddenly you're like, oh my god, maybe it's a relapse. Now my heart rate's going up. Oh my god, I'm getting a hot flush. You know, you're going into a panic attack. I'm hyper analytical about what's happening in my body. Well, that's why it's the brain that's the problem, um, because it's the fact that we do all this thinking, all this noise that goes on in our head that takes our attention away from the enjoyment of the now, the precious present. Um, you know, the thing again, isn't it? The, you see, the you see, of, yeah, the planets. Oh, yeah, exactly. Our our brain. You know, we have larger brains than most other creatures if not all other creatures certainly more sophisticated and uh, you, you, I mean, you, you when you see a beautiful animal it doesn't have to be a beautiful one but that's what comes to mind like a lion sitting on a rock um, that lion can sit on the rock uh, in the sunshine for hours on end uh, and to me they don't look like they're having a lot of worries or mental health issues <laughs> 
might do, you don't but, know. But we are so sophisticated. You know, we have the ability to realize we're going to die and, you know, there's all these bad things that can happen to us. And, and um, you know, we think that we can think our way out of these problems. And to a certain extent, I suppose, you can solve problems with your mind. Of course you can. But the mind, if, you, if the mind is doing nothing else, but uh, as so many people's minds are, then, then focusing about all the bad things that might happen, then, you know, you're going to get in a bad place and a worse place the more that you do that. Have you heard of um, a spiritual teacher called Eckhart Tolle? I haven't, no. So Eckhart Tolle is a spiritual teacher um and i usually i'm not the sort of person who would listen to <laughs> spiritual teachers um but he he was referred to me uh by um my sister helen uh recently and i found myself listening to this guy uh, and then i talked to your um older sister Tracy about it the other day and she knew all about him of course she would do she's very into the spiritual side of life but he talks about he he he, uh, he by the way he's probably the most famous spiritual person I think he's regarded as the most famous knowledgeable spiritual person in the world he's German I think he lives in Canada uh, well lives between Canada and California but he he First of all, I liked him because he talked a lot, a, lot, a lot about The Power of Now. That's his most famous book, The Power of Now. I have heard of that book. I actually own it. I haven't read it. Oh, yet. right. Okay. Well, you should definitely read it. Um, and, but he, told, he, he talks about a concept which I haven't heard talk about before. And I'm, talk, you know, I'm, I'm finding it a very helpful concept because he, he came upon his ideas through being very depressed himself when he was a student at Cambridge, a very successful, academically successful student. And, uh, but he s said, everybody thought I had a really successful life and I did outwardly, but what they didn't realize is I was desperately unhappy and he was depressed. And he came to a point where he said to himself, I can't live with myself anymore. And he thought about that statement and he thought, well, who's the I and who's the self that I can't live with? Mm. And then he, he came to this realization that, the, that your mind is constantly playing a narrative. Your thinking mind is constantly playing a narrative. And that narrative that it's playing, that voice in your head that tells you things you can't do and things you ought to be scared of and all these negative thoughts, that stream, constant stream of narrative is not you. That, that is separate from your you. But because it's so dominant in our minds, we think it's us. That's what he's... That, and he talks a lot about this. And I'd love you to listen to him and he's on youtube eckhart tolle i would recommend everybody um listen to his material because I, I mean i find it very very helpful and he's also rather mesmerizing to listen to but a very nice style um so yeah i mean i i i i find that kind of thing very very helpful
Um, and uh, I wish that we as a society did more of relying on that kind of thing rather than going straight to drugs. I am, for me, um, leaning into my hobbies is the best form of therapy. So yeah. leaning into the things that um, make me creative. So drawing, singing, taking pictures. Narrowboating. <laughs> you know, I haven't narrowboated <laughs> for 10 years or something like that, maybe even longer. I don't even but, know what it's like to narrowboat. <laughs> but, but you're so right. I mean, the hobbies, I mean, like, you know, just like I went over the hill with your sister, went walking in the hills with your sister, Jackie, um, Jackie yesterday and her fiance. And I'm just being out with nature. I mean, that, that that's beautiful. And those, those sort of things do encourage you to focus on the now yeah, and, I mean, and to park these negative things. Forest bathing is like really well researched and it's something to do with how, I think it's something to do with the amount of oxygen that trees give off. But for me, it's also your sense of smell is, is better than your memory. And, it, and um, that smell of kind of like fresh trees and plants and stuff like that is so good for your senses. I find it really, really good. Like Tom knows that whenever I'm really stressed, if we go for a big walk in the woods, that makes me feel a thousand times better. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, I think it's about finding those things that make you feel peace. Um, I agree. And that's agree one of them. Also, another one is swimming in the sea for me, like being in, not even just in the sea, but being in water, because it's, it's supposed to be a bit like being held back in the womb. Because you yes. suddenly have no, like, yeah. there's a sense of gravity's, um, you're, you're like held, aren't you? So um, I always find getting in the bath or, yeah, being by the sea, going for a swim is so good. But, um, yeah, it, so, I think, yeah, no, I don't know what I was going to say. No, that was, that was beautiful. So we're coming to our last uh, few seconds here. So I just want to wrap this up. Um, you, you've been listening to The Co Show. Uh, as you know, you've heard, we, we rely very much on your feedback. Thank you. We get constant feedback and ideas, what we should talk about, sometimes what we shouldn't, shouldn't talk about. Um, do, do guide us, continue to steer us on what you'd like to hear more about. If any of the issues that we've discussed today um, resonate with you or affect, you know, important things going on in your life uh we're not medical people in any way so <laughs> we know nothing we're just talking from our own experience so uh you know do seek if you are in any kind of trouble do seek uh proper professional help um uh and if uh, if you're interested in my recommendation the man's name is eckhart e-c-k-h-a-r-t i believe tolle t-o-l-l-e can find him on YouTube and I think that you'll get a lot out of listening to him and, and watching him. So, uh, thank you for, again, uh, do, do check out, uh, our previous episodes. You can do that by going to our post podcasting, uh, platform by typing in www.tonycoe Dot com that will give you all the other ways you can communicate with us you can find us on facebook where we post images that go along with the stuff that we're talking about i'm not sure what images we'll be wanting to post today that go with the subject of mental health i hope it um we'll I hope post you found... smiling like this <laughs> yeah okay we'll put that one up there <laughs> um 
And anyway, I hope you found uh, our conversation today interesting and of some value to you. And we look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. Thank you for listening. And so it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye-bye.